Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, welcome again. This is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, bow our heads in prayer as we go to the Lord in prayer this afternoon. Father God, Lord, we thank you. First of all, we thank you for life. Again, I always start off when I ask for uh, prayer or when I'm praying for someone. I just want to thank you, Lord, for, for life. I thank you for the blessing, Father, that you've given us of keeping us safe, keeping, up, keeping us healthy. Lord, those that are continuing to work, keeping our jobs safe. We pray your blessing over everyone that's here today, over everyone that will be watching this online later. We pray, Father, today for your blessing upon our service. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather, as your word says, to gather and assemble ourselves, not forsaking the, the assembly of, our, of ourselves together. But Lord, we do that today as we come in one mind and one accord to worship you, Lord. Now I pray your blessings upon these songs of worship that we are about to sing to you, Lord, to give you the glory and honor that belong to you. And we pray that today in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 God bless you. Why don't you stand with us as we go into a time of worship? Would you stand your feet this afternoon? We're going to go into some worship. And I just want to encourage you right now that um, I just want this to be a very intimate time with you and the Lord. So um, however you feel comfortable today, if you want to sit, if you want to kneel up on the stage, just remember to social distancing. Um, and I just want you to have this intimate relationship with the Lord. Um, during Bible study, we talked about um, how the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. So um, I just want you to be able to experience the presence of God this yes. afternoon. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
to anoint Raquel's words. God, we pray that they would speak to us in a different way, Lord. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Well, I'm very excited to be here today. I have a few things I got to put down here before we get started. Uh, but I'm very honored to speak again. It's been a while, but God's really placed a word in my heart. I didn't intend on speaking on this, but just as I was planning, he really brought a scripture to my heart that I believe he, he really wants to speak today. So before we get started, if you bow your heads, I want to open in prayer. Lord, we thank you for another day. God, we thank you for um, just the time in worship that we got to spend with you, Lord, and how your presence is so very near to us, God. And I just pray over the rest of this service and over the word and over the message that you would begin to speak to your children what you want them to hear, God, what um, we need to hear, Lord, where you want our focus to be today. So I pray that we would receive from you this afternoon, Father, and just leave feeling confident and just um, just encouraged to pursue you more each and every day. So I thank you, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you were here with us quite a few weeks ago when we last had service, Pastor Rick spoke on the walls around us. And he began uh, what I want to continue with, the idea that we all have walls that we put around us, um, so to speak. So in quarantine, he was saying we physically have walls put around us that isolate us from other people. But more than that, we have spiritual walls that we can put up between us and God um, that can separate us from receiving what he wants from us. So I want to continue the theme of breaking down those walls that separate us from God today. So I've titled this Drawing Close to God. And I want to start by asking if you've ever felt distant from God before. I know that I can think back on times when God just felt so distant, even growing up in church and going to church a lot. Um, it's easy to feel distant from God or disconnected. Sometimes we feel that way because of our own sins. Sometimes we feel that way because we don't trust. Um, we felt that God has hurt us before or we feel that we have offended God so great that how can we ever approach him? And then sometimes it's just because we don't know God. We won't get close to what we don't know. And so it's very normal to feel that way. I think a lot of people feel that way. But God doesn't want us to stay in that place of feeling so broken and so bad or so scared that we can never approach the throne of God with confidence and with assurance that he is my father in heaven who loves me, who wants to come close to me. And that is the, the message that he's put on my heart today that everyone here he wants to have a personal relationship with. He doesn't want to be some idea in the sky or some person that we kind of think about. He wants to be our Father who's going to be there for us when we mess up, when we succeed, and while we go through life. Yes. Um, amen? amen? So, if you'll turn with me to James chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. Um, this is towards the end of the Bible, so there's two verses that I want to read. And these two kind of capture how we can draw close to God. Three ways. It says this. 
Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. And when God put this on my heart, I don't, um, I didn't really understand how it showed how I can draw close to God, but here's how we can. The first way is we submit ourselves to God. If we want to grow close to him, we have to submit and yield. Submit means to yield to authority, to surrender to authority. And the way we draw close to God by submitting to him is we... When we walk through different things in life, when God gives us a no, or maybe he doesn't open a door, or maybe things just didn't go the way we wanted to, we have to be willing to say, Lord, okay, I trust that what you have for me is better than what I think is best for me. And this became very clear a few, this was a while back. I was at home, and I asked my parents if I could go out to get a McFlurry. Uh, because we live close to McDonald's and I really like those. And so I was asking them if I could go. And um, it was kind of late at night, and they said, you know what, now's not the best time, no. And so I was a little upset about it when I got over it. And anyways, I was just, I was able to submit to what they told me to do because I trusted them and I knew who they were. Do you get where I'm going with this? It's easy to have said, well, They just want to take all the fun out of my life. I can't go anywhere. I can't do this. I can't do that. But because I knew them, and I knew that they had the best intentions for me, I was able to take that and surrender. Um, And I don't build walls. It's easy to build walls when people give you no, when parents give you no. But when a parent gives you a no, it's because they know what's the best If I were to go late at night to the store to get a McFlurry, I could have gotten caught in the middle of something dangerous at night. Somebody could have done something um, I wasn't aware of, but they were aware of things that I wasn't thinking about in that moment. And in the same way with God, when he doesn't allow a certain area of our life to to head in that direction, or when he maybe closes the door or doesn't even, you know, open it, it just seems like it didn't phase him, it's not because he's rude or because he wants to be, um, he's just angry with you. Perhaps it's because something else could have happened if you were to walk along that road. And he is so kind and so loving that in his mercy, he says no. Uh, Thank God for no's because if he just gave us everything we want in life, we could end up so far from him and just in a bad, bad place. So we have to learn to submit to God. And the second way we draw close to God is we resist the devil and his attacks. The verse James 4, 7 through 8 says this, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So how does resisting the devil draw us? closer to God. Well, let's think about what happens when we don't resist the devil. Um, The devil often attacks our thoughts or can tempt us to do things or can um, give us anxious thoughts. And especially in times of isolation, when you're by yourself, when you're driving to work, when you're at the job, when you're at home by yourself, he can put thoughts in our head, you know, does God really love you? 
God really loved you, that wouldn't have happened to you, and you know that. Or what if this happens, and you know, what if you get sick, or what if your family members get sick, and you know, you couldn't make it on your own, things like that. And so he'll put thoughts in our head and cause us to be so anxious the rest of the day that our mind is just completely off of God. And I love what Philippians 4.8 says. It says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I think we can try and fix our thoughts on what is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely. But have you ever questioned whether your thoughts were true? The Holy Spirit spoke that so clear to me one day. He said, I was just reading it in the word. He, he made the word true come out. And he, it's like he was saying, are your thoughts true? If they are not true, the word of God says, we do not need to think about those thoughts. So question the thoughts that the enemy is throwing at you or the questions or the thoughts that you're just thinking in your head. Are those true thoughts? Yes, we want them to be noble, right, pure, lovely, but is it true? Let's start there. And if it's not, don't even give it the time of day. Say, Lord, I give that thought to you. And when you do that, you're not so focused on all the anxious what ifs or um, thinking about what's in your head, but you can now draw closer to God and say, Lord, I've surrendered that to you. That's no longer going to keep me from you. Amen? Amen. And the other thing we can do is we can quote scripture. My favorite thing my sister actually showed me this um, a couple miles back. Um, so if the enemy ever tempts you or you're just going through something in your life that you can't seem to get victory over, um, the best thing you can do is speak the word of God out loud over your situation. Psalms 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I think... The reason we often don't know what to say when those attacks come is because we haven't hidden God's word in our heart. We really haven't taken the time to think on scripture, memorize scripture, hold scripture. Um, And so when those attacks come, we have no weapons to fight with. We're really stuck on our own and we have nothing to go against the enemy with. We try and go at our own strength. Okay, well, maybe if I just ignore it, it'll go away. Or maybe if I just, you know, get busy and do something else, these thoughts will leave me. But it's never going to leave you until you call on the name of Jesus and use the power of his word. He wants to come and fight for you, but you have to... You have to give him a chance. You have to give him a window. He has to work with something. And there's so much power in the word of God. That when you speak it, the enemy has no choice but to flee. When you speak his words, things happen. It doesn't happen through your own strength, but when we call on the Father. um, And that's just such a powerful thing to try. If you've never tried to get a scripture for something that you're dealing with in any of your life, I would encourage you and challenge you to find something that you can speak out loud. If you know that maybe your children are going through something or your siblings or your parents or whatever, find scripture and declare it over them. Speak it until you see it because it is the promise that God has for us. Amen? And then the third way we draw close to God is we spend time with God. We talk with Him. Uh, This is probably the most clear one that I have here. Um, 
But 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I love the part how it says pray without ceasing. That is a continually pray every day, all the time. Lord, this is on my mind. I give you thanks for this, Father. I'm really feeling low today, Lord. This really bugged me. I ask that you would help me. It's a continual conversation with God throughout the day. And I think I've been challenged to recently to just try and set my day to do that, to pray with him all day, continually. It's not that I just talk to him in the morning. It's that I talk to him in the morning, and then when I'm on my way to school, I continue to talk to him. And while I'm doing homework, I continue to talk to him. And then when I eat my lunch, I'm still talking to him. And by the time dinner comes, it hasn't been a whole day that I haven't seen him. No, I've been talking to him all day. It's, it's, it's continuing. It never stops. And there's so much beauty and closeness that happens when you continue the conversation with the Father throughout the day. Yes. I think of just different times in my life where I've really needed the help of God. And I'll, something will come up and I'll you know, go in my room and pray about it. But if I was continually praying and talking to God, I never really needed to get away. I could have just said it right then and there, Lord, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And so it's so nice when you're always praying and always talking to God because he's always there to help yes, you. Yes, thank you. Amen? Amen. And there's something from a devotional that I wanted to share. This is called the Jesus Calling Devotional. And if you haven't heard of it, I'll read just a bit of um, what, the, what they say about this devotional. It's told from the perspective of God. So... It says this, after many years of writing her own words in her prayer journal, missionary Sarah Young decided to be more attentive to the Savior's voice and begin listening for what he was saying. And these powerful pages are the words and scriptures Jesus lovingly laid on her heart. So I was reading this, this is back August 15th, and here's what it said. I am the God of all time and all that is. Seek me not only in the morning quietness, but consistently throughout the day. Do not let unexpected problems distract you from my presence. Instead, talk with me about everything and watch confidently to see what I will do. Adversity need not interrupt your communion with me. When things go wrong, you tend to react as if you're being punished. Instead of this negative response, try to view difficulties as blessings in disguise. Make me your refuge by pouring out your heart to me, trusting me in all times. Yes. Amen. And that really hit me when I read that. Um, I just think that we need to just develop that constant conversation with God. Um, it says in Psalms 55, 17, Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. And I like in the devotional how it said, Seek me not only in the morning quietness, but consistently throughout the day. I was talking to my mom about, you know, drawing close to God a few weeks ago. And she said, you know, if you wanted to go close to me, you would speak to me every single day, right? That's how you... That's how you get close to the person you marry. That's how you get close to family members, siblings, cousins, friends. You speak to them every single day. Um, in the same way with God, 
if we want to develop that close relationship that we see other people have with him, we need to invest in conversation and prayer with him. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying this, yes. this afternoon? It shouldn't be that we only seek the Lord on Sunday because there's going to be problems Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then when you get to Sunday, you know, you'll spend time with him, but you could have been spending time with him all this week, and he could have been ready to help you. But because you, we distance ourselves from him, we never give him the opportunity to help us. And I just think that cultivating that relationship is very important. And we also have to be disciplined, very disciplined if we want to grow close to God because reading the Bible and praying and talking with Him isn't always going to be the easiest thing to do. If you set to pray in the morning, you're probably going to get phone messages, text messages, you're going to get more busy, kids are going to be bothering you, your family's going to be knocking on your door, you know, everyone's going to want to get a piece of you, but it requires discipline to seek after God. And what did the scripture say? It said, it said, come near to God and he will come near to you. It doesn't say come near to God and he might, or, or maybe, or if you do enough good works, maybe, or if you stop sinning, he just might come close to you. No, the word says come near to God. That's calling us to do something, and he will come near to yeah, us. Yeah. It's not an empty yeah. promise. It is a, a for sure thing. Yeah. And we can just count on that. And I just think that if we don't spend time with God, we'll never know who he is. And we'll keep believing the lies about who we think he is. I think we can all have our own idea of God. We look at him through the lens of our own hurts, through our own pains, what we've felt that he's done to us or that he didn't stop. Um, but until we grow close enough to know him, we can separate the lies from the truth. Here are just a few scriptures. Deuteronomy 32, 4. The Lord is a rock and his work is perfect. Yes, all his ways are right. God is true and faithful. He is good and honest. But how would you know that he is good and honest if you never read about it? If you never, if you never declare this um, and if you never believed it? Deuteronomy 4, 31. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. We would never know he's merciful unless we read it. It says in James 1.17, Every good and gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. 1 John 1.19, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 35, He is a shield to those who take refuge in them. God isn't out to get you. He's out to help you. He's yeah. out to be there for yeah. you, people. Yes. You, and I just, I think that's what he's really placed on my heart today is that we shouldn't, we should begin to take down the walls that we put up against us and God, you know? Whether that's something, whether you don't feel worthy of coming into his presence or you just feel scared or you don't, you don't know him, 
I challenge you to begin to take those walls down and pursue him, like pursue him wholeheartedly. Today you're going to do it. Tomorrow you're going to do it. The next day you're going to do it. Seven weeks from now you're going to do it. You're just going to begin to cultivate a relationship and you will begin to experience who God is. Not who you might think he is, but you will begin to experience the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the mercy of God. Um, I remember a time when I was just saying, Holy Spirit, I just need you to hold my heart while I, while I walk through some things. And he was able to because he is a good father and he is there for me. But if I never knew that about him, I could have never asked him to do that. If I think he was just out to get me, I'm, I'm walking life on my own. Now it's just me who's carrying everything. But there is a God who wants to carry your burdens for yes. you. There is a God who, who is, is for you. And he wants to help you. He is a refuge. He is our shield. He is merciful. He is faithful. He is true, good, and honest, and perfect. Yes. Amen? Amen? So my challenge for you today is to find ways you can draw close to God. We know that we have to submit to him. We have to resist the devil and his attacks. We have to spend time with God. I challenge you to, to try and seek him more this week. Um, a great thing you can do on your cell phone if you have a smartphone is set reminders every hour. Share with God what's on your heart right now. Because day to day we can get busy. But the thing I like to do it, when that timer goes off is, oh, Lord, I pray right now for this and this and this. Lord, thank you for this and this and this. Um, and it just helps you stay in that constant communication with him. Yes. And so that will be my challenge for today. And before I close, I just want to pray over um, just our week and each one of us that we would begin to pursue God each and every day. Yes. So if you'll bow your heads with me, I'll close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for today. And we just thank you that um, you're a good father, Lord. Yes. And that you want to help us each and every day. And how you want us to come near to you, Lord. That you don't want us to be afraid or ashamed or um, untrusting of you, God. Lord, you know that sometimes we get hurt in life. And it's often by people or sometimes we think it's you God and we listen to the lies that you're out to get us that you're out to hurt us that we're on our own Lord but I thank you for your mercy Jesus and your faithfulness how you love us time and time again and you are just pulling us closer and today you are speaking so clearly to everyone here that you want to be the father for them you want to be their shield you want to be their their faithful and good friend, Lord. And so I just pray over our hearts, Holy Spirit, that you would just open them up, Lord, that we would have an inward desire to know you, Father, a deep, deep desire to know you, that we would not spend another day without talking to you, Jesus. Lord, I just pray for every person and just whoever's going through something right now that is separating um, them from you, God, that they feel they can never approach you with, or they feel that they can never, never really have a deep relationship with you. God, I just pray against that, Lord, and I just ask that you would begin to heal hearts today, that you would just begin to speak to the hearts, Lord, and remind them that you love them today, and I just thank you for all that you do, God, and I pray this in your mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
God bless you. Give her a big hand. Great job. Did you receive that today? Did you get something out of that today? Amen. You know, a couple things before we close um, that just stood out to me. The, the point she had, but she used this one word called investing. Investing, investment. Many of you are familiar with the term investments. When you invest financially, you expect a return. God works in the same way. When you invest in Him, you will receive a return. I'm talking spiritual returns here. You will receive that. And I love the challenge that she gave you and I. Let's, I know every one of you here, including my parents, have smartphones. And you can set a reminder. We did this years ago, but set a reminder. And I would encourage you, challenge you as well. Every hour on the hour while you're awake. And just for that one minute, even 30 seconds, whatever it is that you're going through, say, Lord, thank you for my job. I'm, I'm at my job right now. Thank you for my my job. I pray your blessings upon my coworker right here, the one that's complaining about me right now. I pray blessings over that person. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, just a quick 30-second prayer, a one-minute prayer. And as you do that, what you're really doing is you're investing in Him. And the other thing I, I love that she said is you spend time in the Word. And, and yes, you can quote that scripture, Proverbs 3, verse 5. Lord, I trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Now, it's great to be able to recite scriptures, but you know what's greater than that is to know the God that comes and fulfills them in your life through life's experiences so that when you go through something, you know that that scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, that it will come true because you've experienced that in your life. That's the great news about serving and loving God. Amen? Amen. Won't you stand with me this, this afternoon as we close? I'm going to say our blessing over each of you this afternoon. How many enjoyed that again? Did you get something out of that? Yes, I did as well. God is good. God speaks through every one of you. It doesn't matter how young you are. You could be six years old here today. Or you could be 86 years old. God still speaks through you and moves through you. Amen? Let's pray this afternoon. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.